0: The Saddiq The Machabi here is talking about The Gradual process of Coming to Shemun Esrei each, each davening, each day How How the Seder, the order of brachas and Pesukah de Zimra And Bichas Krishna Till you ultimately get Till you ultimately get to Shemun Esrei How all of that all of that is a process of moving from the outside to the inside moving from the periphery, the outside of of of, of Hashem's of Hashem's inner circle and gradually moving inside, inside. And the motion we were talking about at length what he was explaining was when there's somebody, uh, you see a good friend across the street, so the beginning you give a a scream "Ya uncle, whatever, and he calls back and of course at that point even though you begin to say something but it's not really what's sitting on your heart it's just making a little bit of a connection you join closer until finally you're able to be together on the other side someplace. you're able to be together and then you could speak drum, shi, drum shibalev and mehalayv then you could say things that are on your heart so what the tzaddik is explaining is that all of, all of davening every day in the morning, it's all designed to it's all designed to gradually pull a person away from that from being on the street in God's world, some street and being very distant to Hashem, and pulling you gradually getting you closer and closer and closer till by the time you come to Shmanesra, you don't have to scream. Shmanesra is silent. You don't scream anymore. At that point Obviously, this only works if you if you concentrating on the whole diving chesed and You're working hard on it, but it brings you closer and closer and closer into that intimate circle of Hashem's of of Hashem's uh, presence. At that point, at that point, is in silence. It's not. There's no longer. It's not necessary. You're not far away. That you have to give a shrei. You have to scream. It's in silence. Therefore. The mistake that a person makes, the mistake that a person makes by thinking that he could jump into Shem but to jump into a relationship with Hashem Ezra. I had this conversation with somebody on the phone yesterday. So, a fellow that I remember him came, once in a while, he came to the shul. I think I remember who he is. So, he was telling me about how, that he was telling me how, he, he was actually asking about all that we're talking about. Sing it where he is at work. That it's very very stressful to him, and and uh, you know what what is it? You know that when he comes to davening, he says when he comes to shachrus uh, he can't concentrate and and so on. And I was talking to him exactly what you were doing. I told him he should try to maybe chazur what we will on the tape, because he said our problem is that we think we're going to just when we have it in our lives our problems in our lives that we can just jump into a davening. And everything's going to be great It's true that if, God forbid, there's a serious emergency Usually that takes away all of the, very quickly, all of the clippers. And you find yourself in Hashem's arms Crying and begging and so on But I'm saying not like that Not serious chashashom, serious stuff But the day-to-day difficulties and stress and so on Davening is something that, davening takes time It's supposed to take time and the reason it takes time is because It's something you have to work at It has to become part of your life And I was talking to this fellow yesterday That if you don't work at all during the day And having a relationship with Hashem And you're not and you're not speaking to Him at all And then you think you're just going to jump into a Shemes and, and you're going to see results Inside yourself And results actually t- happening in your life You're making a big mistake T'fila is a process It's a process So on the bottom of page Kriflam Rav, Vadai Klal Yesh Yeshnam HaKlal. Every klal, every rule, there are exceptions to the rule. Yeshnam Yomim, there are certain days, Shetchusha There are certain days where you feel particularly distant and far removed from Hashem's Baruch There are days where you feel very far. Yomim, There are other days where you feel very close to Him for different reasons could be that you have some simcha or, you, or you, made, you, 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 you made a good deal and you're feeling happy. Whatever it is, there are, there are times when it's easier for you to feel closer and there are days when you feel further away. But the general rule is you can't jump into to an intimate relationship with Hashem. Every single day you have to go through... To try to go through the brachas and suka the Zimra and to think about what you're saying and to work your way to that point of Shumanaswa. Usually you're not beginning at a high point, you're beginning from Aleph. You begin from Aleph and you start again to work that day on on recreating a shaykhas and a aylam asham. You begin from that part of you that's furthest away. You know that's my Vuhu mamik benavsho, and through the course of davening, you are mamik benavsho. You go deeper and deeper. Oichlav one step and then another step. You see, so much a part of the earliest stage of davening is expressing our gratitude to thanking Hashem for everything in our lives, for everything in the world. That. We look, I was talking about this Moshe Shabbos a few weeks ago in the shul. That the Tzadikim say is the strongest way to open our hearts up to tefillah. You see, what we usually do, and even if we don't say this outright, but inside of ourselves what we usually do is we say, Hashem, you're, you're great, you're gewaldic, shkorech, everything. And then what we really need to focus on is this person's not feeling well, or I don't have a panasa, or something is wrong with the kid. And there we there we focus on all the pro all the details of the problem when it comes to when it comes to expressing our gratitude to Hashem, we say it in a very general and broad way basically you know thank you now let's get to the, let's get to the real business of, of, of what's right now my problem and the problem with that is that our hearts are not open to tree but try this, if a person tries this, and this is really what all is about. You don't just say, Thank you, Baruch, you're so good to me. But you go through an itemized list of all the good things that you can think of. Good things you could think of from ten years ago, from twenty years ago, that you have in your life, that Hashem has done for you in your life. Talk about if you if you to have a, a, a wife and children, talk about talk about the brach of each child. What, what is it about that child that gives you so much joy? What is it about your marriage that, that gives you strength, that gives you joy? What are the things that Kosh Baruch Hu helped you with for the, for, for, from the time that you were a child? Talk about these things. And then you'll feel that you're getting closer and closer. You're crossing over the avenue, crossing over the boulevard. And you're going closer and closer to Hashem. And then when you start to cry out to Hashem for the things that you need, it's not as strange. It's somebody who feels a kesha, a shaykh is You feel close to him. You have a kesha with him. Our problem is, and that's why all of the ayin. That's why all of that's why all of our davening is designed in such a way. Davening is designed in such a way that de dezimra, all the brachos of the morning. Reb Nosson Berstein used to say that. Say if you think about that bracha, Shloimani and you just say it over and over Without Hashem looking, But you say it over and over A thousand times <laughs> Shaloyah Sanigai. And nothing said They could take away from you You could lose your panacea. You could lose your health You could, God forbid, lose your children but, sh- but, but that you're a Jew That's non-refundable That's not negotiable No one could take away from you Ibn even Nelson said That there were times in his life He had a very hard life He was totally, totally tzabrachim. His whole family was against him His Money he didn't know tzuras He was so poor, and he could have been—he could have had the biggest rabbanis in the whole Europe. He was the biggest Tamil chacham. He stayed with Avinachem, and his wife was against him. His in-laws were terrible with He was so tziburach. He said there were there were days when he didn't know how to mechay himself, to get up in the morning. And he was and he and he said the bracha when he would come to the bracha just that bracha alone shalosani goi. But there's a Masef in the baditshiva That the baditshiva that That the baditshiva was An hour or something Like the Shul And he said he got stuck on the Baruch of Shalai's Son And he couldn't stop He couldn't stop saying it over and over And over that But he couldn't stop And Reb Nelson said he was Mechayi himself Because I'm a Yid, I'm a Jew That no one could take to me No matter how poor I am No matter how much my wife yells at me No matter how much my kids are against me No matter how much I have that I'm a Yid when a person talks about the things in his life that he has that are good that are good I was just I was just on the, on the way here there was somebody uh, an old student of mine that she's a young lady she's having a certain problem but, it, but it's so it's taking, it's taking over her whole life and I said one second, I said, second okay, let's just chaz a little bit you're telling me that you, you have two children and they're healthy and everything. Let's, I just want to repeat some of the things that you were saying and to talk about those things like I told you, remember I told you last year That about that, that The letter with the Lubavitcher Rebbe That there was somebody that That wrote to the Lubavitcher Rebbe A, a, a long letter with all of his sorrows And uh, And that he wrote that his life like Something was like not worth living He said he's, 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 There's nobody as miserable as me And I don't know what to do, Rabbi, help me He wrote a letter to Labab And the Lubavitcher Rebbe wrote back to him a letter And he said to him your letter is a mezuyef mitaychay. It's a phony letter You wrote me a phony letter. What did he say? What did you write? So, Lebav Shavi said to him like this: You wrote after you wrote to me a whole letter about how your life is is worthless. You ended the letter by by writing down your wife your wife's name and your five children and asked me that I should have them for them, right? Your whole letter, is, he says, a mezuyef mitaychay. He said. He said, the Rebbe wrote back in a letter that I'm married He says, the Rebbe wrote back, I'm married for over 65 years And I haven't had one child I never had a child I never had one child The Rebbe wrote back, he never spoke about these things publicly You can write a letter at the end And by the way, I'm positive, my life is miserable And by the way, can you do that my wife and five kids? By the way, Rebbe, you put in good words for my wife and five kids And you're telling me that your life is not worth living i okay. The letter is a phony letter. You have nothing to live for. Your life is not good. See, understand. And when a person, when a person chases over, not just in a general way. Thank you, Hashem, for my life. It's very nice. Pro item. We always have itemized list when it comes to bad things, right? If, if the two tiny that you have against your wife, it's like a whole. She gets a whole bear. Like all that she ever did for you in, 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 in all the years was these two inyonim to upset you. But if you, if you go and you write down all the good things that your wife has done for you since you met her, Allah, Rez, Gimbal, a thousand things. Every single, if she messes up once and she doesn't have this food, this, isn't that, a or something else inyanim that are more sensitive inyonim instead, a maven yonim. so then a person gets angry. But what are a thousand good things? So Allah has come of a come when it comes to the river inshallah. All of Pesukim is designed to bring us back into that recognition of of, the, of, of how our lives are blessed, of everything the Bereshit gave us, gives us every minute. To say to say the Bereshit, "Hashem bar Chabadu Mikalu Amin," the It's a small thing. We don't think about those things at all. <speaking in Hebrew> a person, we have a person. I was sure that he's blind. You, you look at him, he's an amazing person, say And you say to yourself, I should that I know the difference between night and day. I care even that I shan't my eyes, that I have what to see. adrusha. When a person when a person thanks and and itemizes those things then he feels that the Rebbe is so connected to me. I have such a shaykh as a Kesher devotion the Barsham. Then, when you dive into the things that are missing in your life, first you're davening as someone that's connected to Hashem, not a stranger, and you and you you could really you could really pour your heart out, and you could be answered. But if you just jump into a and say, "If I Hashem and they are you have a problem. Someone's sick, got to the and you'd ask Hashem for help. The same Talmud, the same shaykh to Hashem. Therefore, davening the is built in stages. Those who learn it on a deeper level know that it goes according to the It's the four worlds. All of davening, you're looking at in some of this sefer it tells you which world you're in at that time. In Kabbalah, every part of the davening is a different ilum, It's a different world. Of getting closer and closer till you come to Shemin which is at Silas, Mamish, which is your closest, you're, 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 you're right with Hashem's Baruch, where you don't have to yell anymore. Everything is called the Mamadaka, just between us, very private, very intimate, very personal. So that's how Dava works the top of Kufla Zayin Mamik Benavs Oyjlava, Oyjlava, another stage, another stage. Even when even when you're just having a private personal hisboded, there's a little davening during the day, like we've been learning about. You don't just start right away to say Hashem, help me with this with this Indian. You know, I have a sign right now. Help me with this sign. Help me to get past this sign. You don't start right away. Let's say God forbid you this agetzahar or something, agetzahar, uh, a Taiva or something, to look where you shouldn't look at, to talk to someone you shouldn't be talking to. You don't start right away with vayishlam. It's already good. You're, you're, you're a are You don't say right away vayishlam, help me. I don't want to be initial in this thing. Please help me. You don't start like that. From the time that I can remember to this day, I got myself into such bad situations. And, and you helped me out. And I, and I know that you're with me. And you gave me Hashem. I'm healthy. I have ears. I have eyes. I have a mouth. Help me not to use these things, these gifts that you gave me. I shouldn't use them in a bad way. You gave my eyes that I should look at the prayer. You gave my ears that I should hear she, You gave my eyes that I should look at some or some, some shiksa. You gave my ears that I should listen. God forbid to Allah's. You gave me, I'm healthy, thank God. You thank Hashem first for all the barakhs that you have. That you have the ability to to, to see it, to hear it, to talk. These are big barakhs you don't take for granted. And then you say, help me that in this situation, that I shouldn't use my eyes the wrong way. Because I'm tempted to. To help me that my eyes shouldn't go to the wrong place. You gave me a wonderful wife. She loves me. She's good to me. She trusts me. She would be so hurt if she thought, if she knew that I was looking at somebody else. She'd be so hurt. She'd be devastated. My children wouldn't forgive me if they thought that I'm looking at somebody besides their mother. They'd be so hurt, my children. They wouldn't be able to talk to me if they knew that I was unfaithful to their mother. They wouldn't talk to me. You gave me children, Rebash. You gave me good children. you kind kid. I sent them to yeshiva. I sent them to the I sent them to school. They're good children. So Rebash, they're my children. I want them to be pure and holy. You gave me such good children. Help me that I should be good, that I should be worthy of having these children, of raising these children. You don't just come right away, help me from the Nisai. You first thank God, his it's a Seder of Daven. And from there, you then you're on the same side of the street with him. Then, we're, then you're right next to him. And then you whisper in his ear and you ask him what you need. But not like you're calling from across the street, screaming out from across the street. You get, slowly you work your way in back to close to Hashem's That's how davening is, all of davening is, is built in such a way. And then when it comes to Shabbos, the whole Shabbos is like one big Shemitash. The whole Shabbos. Because Shabbos, Shabbos, we're not allowed to ask for things that we need in davening, right? There's no bakash it's sachim on Shabbos. Now what they ask? B'koshi, b'koshi, there's by Baruch, Chaydash Davening, and Chabad doesn't say that either. B'koshi. You could ask Yiratsen uh, Shabbos, right? Davening is not. Davening is just, everything's good. You don't ask for things on Shabbos. The whole Shabbos is like one big Esra. What do I mean by that one Bishman Esra? Not a Bishman Esra of of crying out for what you need. Of intimacy. Of being with the Rebbein Shalom. That you don't have to even say, this is, just, just that closeness to Hashem, the whole shot is the of Another step, another step. Till you reach the inner point of the heart. Where that inner point of your heart where you feel clearly, where you feel very strongly the Rabbi Shalom And everybody's wondering, like, how come our davening doesn't work? Davening, if davening is not following this seder, that's why the chachamim set up for us a seder, because we're not on our own, we don't know what to do. So if we don't follow a certain seder, our davening doesn't work, because we're calling out from across the world. The Russian says, "Ha, huh? We're not next to him. We're not close to him. But you see, when it comes to tzaddikim, it's saying, you know, there, there are many, many stories half of, half of Shlom HaKalavach stories and from those the ones that are true right, uh-huh. are about what? are about a yid that was had, had all kinds of sorrows and he went to the tzaddik and the tzaddik said I'm sorry I can't help you there are thousands of stories and then the yid goes into the room and he cries his heart out and he says I don't need this tzaddik, I am not need any rabbi and he starts to cry out to Hashem and then he comes back to the tzaddik and the tzaddik says now you had a yeshu because what? Because because you didn't depend on anybody else. You made a kesha da'sha. So the second that a person has a problem, you runs so I'm going to go to this doctor, to that reb, something else. We have these kayaks ourselves. But Chazal said that the whole kayak of a Jew is prepared with his mouth, the daven. The whole kayak of Eid in this world is the daven. It's the biggest kayak that Eid has, the daven. We don't think that we have that, so we can figure we'll go to some tzabik and Hildav. We'll pass it along to somebody. Go to go to Tzadik is a very harsh of a thing. But every one of us has the, the, these cultists to the Daven. In a real way. That's why I told you once that Rabbi Yaakov Meshach said to somebody that I know he, he, that someone told Rabbi Yaakov Meshach that he has problems Davening. So the, Rabbi Yaakov Meshach told him the problem is that, that you're only Daven. So said, what do you mean? He says that Daven is the word in Aramaic Daavuhun. Where does it come from the word Daven? davin is the word Davun In Aramaic means from the fathers Because davening we receive from the others That's what davening means, Davun From the fathers so Your problem is that you're davening, You don't daven. you're relying on your fathers and grandfathers You don't Davin. Davun Elokay <laughs> Avun, Elokay Yitzvah, Elokay Right to An alt-a-maisa. Ancestors, zaidis and Vavis, they used to daven, But you don't daven. Davun. you davening? Somebody else is davening. You're not davening. <coughs> That's the problem. With the he says the You know what? You're not always there to come. To, even a, even a, you know, you go through davening, you try to concentrate. Everybody knows it's not so posh. You might not come to that nukud You might not come to that inner point of where you're right with Hashem and it's clear. A lot of times there are outside things that are bothering you. Outside doesn't have to mean like a, you know something on the street exploding. It means that in your own head uh, you can't concentrate. It happens all the time. And you're stuck on the outer layers of the soul. Some days you just can't make it inside because there are too many things that are that are too many things that are that are that are uh, distracting you that are in your mind. But when a person is To go all the way inside On a good day On a bad day sometimes you can't go crazy You not, It's not going And you know what, when it's not going You don't make yourself mishuk You say what you have to say And you go right there. But on a day when it is going You have to go step by step Further in, nehechel ahechel, from one chamber to another chamber, nehechel Benefish, be nefesh apnemis shel haodim, ahechel apnemis shel haodim. Ad shu megir kiviyachol Till you reach kiviyachol, the kiseh the throne of the king, Kise kodesh bar, Hashem's throne. All of Yeshev and Shai and Rami and Makash Baruch of the Baruch Shalom sits on himself. Anam, Yesh L'izarm Ha'ayid. You have to be very careful. Shai is Kadmus Ha'halicha Mihayal Alchayal. That this progress Mihayal Alchayal from one level to another level, from one stage to another stage. Tia Miteich You know what it means Raya. Raya means calmness. Not, not dachuf. It's a very big mistake that people make. Not just in business, but they make it in ruchnius too. They get very, very nervous in ruchnis Rega is the opposite of, of being calm. It's the, it the opposite of being nervous, of being anxious. Many times you see that in Lashna Kodesh, That a word means one thing. that Rega means this moment. Ragua means I have time. You have a lot in Hebrew. Ragah means right now and ragur means take it easy, take it easy. It doesn't have to be right now. So when it comes to Avaida's Hashem, there are also there are people that their desire to get close to Hashem is with anxiety. It's not it's not in a calm and and patient way. And he says you have to be careful that this avoid of going step by step it should, have, it should be in a calm way. Not because of something inside that's like an, some kind of an, an urgency. T'chaf means a push. It shouldn't be with a feeling of urgency. Relaxed. And if it doesn't go today, okay. But it has to be not with a Not because of some kind of lachat, some kind of pressure. Kasha kaiim tchav pnimis liyutsayz l'davmak im ba'avon shalom. When there is some sort of a pressure, and anxiousness that you want to speak to Kachav this way more intimately, hadchav atzmai hunukudis lachets. That tchav, that push, is itself a point of lachets of pressure. And then anytime time there's a lachatz, I'm going to be talking about this, Mose Shabbos, Mose Shabbos. we're just thinking about it before, that when a person when a person feels lachatz, when you feel pressure, then you're a prisoner. You understand, that's what lachatz makes you feel like. When you feel pressure, then you're imprisoned. lachatz, pressure, always takes away from you your freedom. That's what it means in Mitzrayim. We say <laughs> the Hagodah, lachat zeynum. Zorot chak. means that I feel like I'm under pressure. I, they told me I have to get this thing ready in the next hour. I have to have this uh, paper ready for in, the, in an hour. So right away that puts you into a jail. That you're bound by the lachatz of, of, that, of that deadline. The tzaddikim were not living in any jail. Not, they weren't in any jail A tzaddik is a, a totally free person He left Mitzrayim thousands of years ago He's free What do you mean he's free? Maybe the bank is banging on the door That he owes two months of mortgage It doesn't, it doesn't get him it doesn't. He, he has to take care of it But it doesn't take away from him This feeling of being a free person It doesn't take it away from him anytime time there's a lachatz, any pressure from outside of you, it's a jail. And and if you have it inside of you, means you're, you're you live in a walking prison. There's some people that just they they go to jail and they sit in the jail, and the jail is upstate. There's someplace in Texas. There are other people who walk around their whole lives like behind bars. When they sit in a the taxi, they're behind bars. When they sit at work, they're sitting behind bars. When they're sitting at the at the supper table, they're sitting behind bars. They're always sitting until they eventually go to the bar because they can't can't go on living like that what do they mean? they're sitting behind bars lachatz lachatz means that that there's something inside or outside of you that's taking away from you a feeling of of calmness a feeling of control that's lachatz someone tells you something that gets you lachutz gets you anxious gets you nervous even when it comes to this araydah What he's saying is It should not be with Lachas. It shouldn't be with Lachas. Because if that happens Even though it's for a holy thing Then you're not a free person You're not a free person There are people who are very nervous About becoming that nervous You know you have like a You have a two day vacation and you tell your wife, stop wasting time, we have to be, we have to enjoy every minute of our vacation. Like she wants to talk to you just to relax. <laughs> so only have only have the only, you know, twenty three hours left of this vacation and we're gonna do this, we're gonna go there, we have to do this, you have to go there. because because I'm very, very anxious that I shouldn't feel any anxiousness. And that's the purpose of our vacation, is that I should get rid of all my anxiety. So you get very, very nervous you get very nervous about Wanting not to be nervous. That's that sums up like pretty much everything that's going on outside here. Yeah? Being nervous somehow everybody's everybody's figuring out a way how to get a vacation, and then on the vacation they figure out in the vacation, so they're nervous about being able to be not nervous. That's, that's that means you're nervous. You're still nervous. You're, you're anxious. You feel the pressure. Of, you know, it ever happened to you that? Like you have, let's say you have, you're very, very, very tired, and you have like 45 minutes to take a nap, but you're trying very hard to have the nap. <laughs> it doesn't doesn't work it? because you know that that's only five, you're only to there's like it there's your shot. And after that, it's gonna be terrible. So you have 45 minutes. You have 45 minutes to get to get this nap. So you put your head down and you say, okay, I got to make this happen. <laughs> I got to work on this nap. And that that itself is okay the nap. It just Undermines the whole relaxation, and you'd be better off, not you'd be better off maybe being standing up and doing something and being relaxed as opposed to lying there eating your kishkas out there. How come I'm not? People that have problems with sleeping and people have these, you know, unyanim that it's, it's, it's a bad thing that the insomnia things like that. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So the whole inning of going to sleep was to be able to be relaxed, but the, but that that itself makes you nervous because you're having a hard time falling asleep. It's terrible. 'Cause then you're a prisoner of something as long as you're a prisoner of something else, there's another kayak that's in charge of your life, you can't be relaxed. Even if it's even if it's a schedule on your vacation. If you're if you're a prisoner of that, then you can't be relaxed. A home is supposed to be a place that's very, very relaxing. A home is supposed to be somewhere where you come, where you can relax. Some sometimes you have kids that they raised in a house, which is like West Point, you know, they have kids like that? The kid like leans back a little bit at the table. Sit up straight. And then and then they wonder like how come the kid wants to you know wants to go off to yeshiva and not come back to visit for the next forty years? Because because he, he was raised like at West Point. Even Shabbos, Shabbos supposed to be yom minucha. So he has his father standing over him if he's two minutes late for davening. The father makes him crazy. Or at the tables, Sing the smirs, you know, sing the mews, you know. <laughs> okay, it's like Shabbos is the, becomes the biggest prison for people there are people that grew up hating Shabbos, many people told me that they hate Shabbos it was the most pressure and the most fights was on Shabbos pressure fights the hu- a husband has to have Shabbos table just so and Shabbos food is just so and it's supposed to be your menucha and he has to make sure that his menucha should make his wife ex <laughs> his menucha, my menucha, my menucha, and she has to ner- nervous a schedule and he gets nervous. It's already. How come one just taken? Supposed to be finished eighty seven minutes ago, and it's minutes later. <laughs> and he comes to shul. He's nervous. He's about three tefilah too much, and he's nervous, nervous. So how Shabbos he becomes nervous? Shabbos yomenuch. He's nervous. He has to get up to the daven. Then he gets the shul, and he's nervous because he, he, some of the daven's too long. And this guy made it next to Mishabek What kind of bal The guy laying like it's his bat mitzvah. And, and, and then you have to get to, And then you get home, and the food's not ready. And you had it planned out—a certain kind of a nap, because you want to learn in the afternoon. So now the shi'a gets you nervous, because you have to get to the daf You have to get to the shia, The shi'a is making you nervous, and now you're upset with your wife, because if your wife would be a better wife, she would have had everything ready. Yeah, the about to feel ready. You, you don't want to talk to him, and all of these things. And, and then you look at. Yourself and he's Shabbos is a So you say, you know why it's not yomenuch? Because this Shabbos is very short. Cause Shabbos ends at five thirty. But when Shabbos will end back, you know, Shabbos will be at eight thirty-nine o'clock, then I'm going to be a very happy person. It's not menuch, because it doesn't have to do. It doesn't have to do with, with the length of Shabbos. You're you're a person that you live in prison. You have to, you're living in jail your whole life. You never once were out of jail your whole life. It's a terrible thing to live without any menuchah. Because there's always something else in your life that controls you. Either somebody else, so you're not happy at work. Because at work they make you do things. So then you come home, so at home they're not making you do anything. That's where you relax. No, because there are other things here that are that are out of your control and that makes you upset. So you live always with lachas. But what he's saying here is that even in Ruchni, it's even in Avadis Hashem. The Ratzn Hashem is that you that you progress not with a feeling of, of of lachats of anxiety and being nervous. In every yeshiva you go, you'll find guys when you're by the barroom that they're not they're not healthy they're not normal. You have people that are constantly they're repeating words and davening ten times. You ever see this? It's Rachmanis. It's, it's that They wash their hands ten times. It all kinds of the It looks like halach. It's not halach. Repeating, repeating, repeating. They were they were like that too. There was one famous one. that was also always repeating, and washing five times, and all kinds of things. And Zvachmanis, huh? He what? He had this issue. Which is Despite that, he became an adam Godot. But he wasn't. A, he wasn't healthy. He wasn't. He wasn't a healthy person. So it's very well known. It's very famous. I don't want to say God for the name, but it's known in the yeshivas that he was an adam Godot. But he was. He was. Uh, didn't smile. And this, everything, was with, everything was, uh, was with the nervous and with the time and with the Shia and, and everything with, and, and with the Prophets and what he said and Chazin have somebody repeated because he was afraid he wasn't and so it was, wasn't well it wasn't well and that's very extreme but people feel the Lachetz that doesn't allow them to, to do even in Ruchni is, that Ruchni is supposed to Ruchni is supposed to be something that's supposed to, that's supposed to give you a feeling of, of menucha and of happiness it's just like Shabbos but if all you're thinking about is the every everything, and everything, in this, you can't be happy. You can't be in Avadashim. The Rosh Hashanah wants us to, 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 to serve in Basimcha. Not to be crazy, not to be nervous and anxious. That's where Ibn Nachman was very shtag against Chumr. So Ibn Nachman was very much against Chumr. He said, die, die. He said, it's enough if you keep what says in Shulchan Aruch." He says, if you keep what says in Shulchan Aruch, no more you're from job. Ibn Nachman was very much against Chumr. Anything extra, chum is. You used to tell the Chassidim what it says in that's poor. <coughs> You're going to add stuff, it's going to take away. Because inside of you, begin to feel lachatz. You begin to feel, especially how the a and yeshiv, they don't really have much of a sheich, they want to take upon themselves all kinds of chumras, and more storm and learning and other things, and they don't have a sheich, and they take it upon themselves, and they get to goch, and then you see all of a sudden the guy's gone, disappears from yeshiva. He's had it. Bye-bye. And he was like the Fumas guy the day before. He's gone. There has to be, everything has to be. That's why the davening is made in such a way that you get the Sheman way Slowly, Sabisluch. Everything, laat, laat. There shouldn't be a feeling of, of not being free. It has to be your decisions. Look, even on the from now in the parishes of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, it didn't happen overnight. The Bernshem says, laat, laat, like this. Take it easy. That's the they had a time at the end of this parish. They had a time. And Shawani came at the time. Majority comes in the, the parish. I already came. I can't ever since you sent me, it's not good, it's getting worse, right? Lama Hariysa. L- 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 Why do you it, it's even worse? It's even worse. So the Bhagam says, wah, wah, take it easy. Take it easy. It's, it seems the time doesn't go like that, but the Baal has to torture us. He couldn't, uh, he couldn't take us out of his time in a second. He had to put us through a whole thing with the Tamachus and all them, and the whole time there, and, the prep, and then once we get out, and again the Mitzriim the come after us and all the whole thing, right? Because this is the Seder of opinion. Gula redemption is not something. It's a it's a, it's a binyan, It's a it's something which it has a beginning and it works, and it has it has a middle. It has an end. Everything is like that. Even with, even there with the gurula, it doesn't happen in such a way. It's it's in a way. If the baruch says raguah easy. And then when it gets to the last second, when it's time, then bechipas. Then you go. But the, but there's a process. And also he says, <laughs> You have people that their Rotsnah Tnimi is to become. And it could be they're spending lots of money, they're going to therapists to help them to become calm. <clears throat> and they want, they know it's a good thing. They they're upset that they're, that they're nervous <laughs> But since the desire that you have to feel tranquility, to feel calm, that that desire you have is itself itself, it, it places you Under a feeling of lachas. That itself imprisons you It doesn't have to be right now <laughs> The very rotson you have To be calm That rotson that you have Because it's so strong You have such a strong rotson that it should be calm That rotson itself takes away your calmness The same way You have such a strong rotson to get in nap the strong rotson you have to get a nap takes away your nap if it wouldn't be such a strong rotson to have to have a nap so then you would, you would just uh, relax and you'd fall asleep you have such a strong rotson for the nap that you're too nervous to have a nap you're too anxious to have a nap so somebody, there's there's such a thing, a person's such a strong rotson that the tefillah should be, like you know, with the rabbis shalom a is such a strong rotson, that, that itself takes away the whole ability to do that it, uh, it, 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 it it undermines the whole rotsim. The lachets itself creates an a, an obstacle that prevents you from achieving that roiga, that calmness that you that you're looking for, that you that you really want. When a person knows that all progress in Haveris Hashem must take place in this way of one stage after another stage. And you don't feel what the pressure to come right away into the into the I have to right away be there with Hashem. Then your Haveris Hashem is in a way that's you build it gradually and Raguah. This, you see this a lot. This is a big, big problem. The chaver that comes back from Eretz Israel, they go to yeshiva in Eretz So all they've been hearing about since they're little kids is that you're going to like throw out. So they don't know what to do because they don't really feel anything different. There's not much happening inside, but they see like it's already at the Hanukkah. People like what looks like it's getting serious. People are learning and I don't know the other people also don't want to learn But they think that everybody is like, you know So they, 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 they feel they have to get it. So then they, they get into this whole thing of, uh, And then they hear all the smoothness, And this, you know, tired, tired tire. So they start getting into it They call it into it And it's, it's not really you're not, you're not into learning your whole life your, your whole life you're watching television And looking for girls You're into learning You have the two weeks You're into learning An Irish guy But it's a nice Irish guy And we hope that somehow It'll carry them for a while Until you know, they get out of some trouble and maybe they'll put their lives together and it one day they'll be able to get into it. But what happens is a lot of times the kids get back and they now it's already, it's already June. That means they've been into it for a few months, so to speak. They've been into it. So they come back from Yeshiva and they're all like left and right like these horrible Nefils. Left and right. Terrible. If they don't understand, I, I was so into it and then I... Back to my older virus, and I'm watching on the television worse than I ever saw before. And I talk about my old girlfriend, and all these and, young. and 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 there's that feeling when they come back. Uh, there's such a feeling of lachats to be to give the impression that you're like a really firm guy and you're really really you know into learning. That oftentimes there's a, there's a crisis in their halachvaydu. They take upon themselves certain things that they're not ready for. And it was never built in a healthy way. It was never a process. It was just something which was sudden. And because of that, the, oftentimes there's going to be a big feeling, because the desire to be from is itself. It's, 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 it's sweet and it's sincere. But it takes away from the person the whole feeling of, oftentimes it takes away from a person a feeling of happiness. They don't feel happy so The kid looks around and he says, "I oh, know, when I was before I was from, I was a lot happier. I was happier, I had a nicer life, and I got everything so from so when they when when they don't when people aren't looking, they're just thinking about it quietly, so' like what i what do I get myself into? what am I what I get myself into and now I can't really drop it because it's gonna look it's going look very bad because I've giving everybody this whole talk about how firm I am, and I wear my tits down to the floor and i had a around you know a keep egg or something." And, and I, you know now now it's a little very silly if I just run for the hills, you know. So that they get into this whole cycle of unhappiness of It's kind. It's very, very, very unhealthy. So what's the A and the There's a problem. There's a problem. Any time there's going to be a chinach that is strong and sudden and it's not gradual and it's not with a, it's not with a Kenyan step by step, there's always the danger of there being a very strong and sudden, Breaking. Uh uh, uh, uh uh falling apart. It's just that's how it works. And then and then they sometimes have to put it you know, they have to build it up, put it together. You know, I was telling somebody the other day, you can't take it in yeshiva, can't take it in yeshiva, whatever. And they said, So I said, So then go then don't stay in Yeshiva, you can't take it. You're gonna yes you're, you're gonna spend half your time in bed in yeshiva like some kind of sick person lying there like these guys are lying in bed for fourteen, fifteen, sixteen hours They're in bed. Crank, you know, all kinds of sicknesses that that that, and, that are not written in, in, in the entire of Mayshava Rabbeinu, such sicknesses that Yeshiva Brachim have. They, that they haven't discovered what the what the mysterious causes behind all of these sicknesses. it's a very mysterious sickness. Thank God they're not sick. They're unhappy that's a brach they don't know what they're doing there. They don't want to be in Yeshiva. So that's absolutely Yeshiva. So you understand what happened, to are Yeshiva, says why I'm gonna and this is not uh this I'm talking to the kid about it. I know him for years, and they say, "No, go so go to work. and do something else." And you try to learn an hour two a day. Topic not because you understand It's because. But that. But but what are you doing there? So you're wasting. You're wasting your your, your time. Your parents, your parents, are, are, your parents are, are, are being fooled. You you, you you're, you're lying in bed, day and night. You hardly go to seder. You're learning. When you go to that you're looking at the watch. And, you, and, and you, fall, you put your head onto the, your head falls onto the gemara. So what are you doing? You're not for it. You're not 14 years old. I don't say the 14 year old. The guy's 20 years old, 21 years old. So, good so what are you gonna do? Where does it say does you have to? Says something that you have to. Of it's, well, it's not. You've been able to hear. So you don't have to go like that. What you're doing is not a nature What you're doing is not a nature So what it means it means another schmuz from the about how you know. Tire is everything in the world, and anything outside of tire is is not any. So then another shmu another shmu, and you've been chazig yourself with with some guilt for the, for a half hour, for a day, for two days, and then there you are again in bed. The beds in the yeshiva dormitories hardly get a chance to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> These beds are much more occupied than any beds like in a in a hospital. Because at least the patients walk around a little bit because they tell them you have to walk around guys, you know they you see them in the hallway going <coughs> around, not in the Yeshiva. They don't they don't they don't have to even walk around. The doctor doesn't know. so they are just flat on their backs. eight, nine o'clock in the morning, hey, diving a little bit go here. And it's just well so the Stiebly 10 o'clock in the morning, nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock in the morning with a What? Where? What are you doing here? What's bokha doing 10 o'clock in the morning with a minion? What are you doing here? Go to work. Do something with your life. What are you doing? It's crazy. So, there's a lachatz. A boy told me a few years ago, A bokha told me, I said to Moses, I said, you don't have to speak. So don't go to yeshiva, go part-time to whatever. He, says, so then he, he said, are you kidding where I live? In my, in my community, in my neighborhood, i will never get a shidduch. He's 19 years old and he's already this. He'll never get a shidduch. So what do you tell him? Because that's his parents are telling him. He can't leave Yeshiva, because in, because where he lives, if he leaves Yeshiva, he's finished. That's what they tell him. So what do you wants from the kid? we he so he's, he's unhappy. He doesn't belong there. The parents tell him you can't leave. It's going to be. A, the parents told him not only is it going to mess up your shidduch, but your sister is not going to get married. That's what the parents told the boy. Because he has a sister that's 21 And he's 19 And, he, and he, can, he, he hates being in yeshiva He wants out And the parents told him Not only are you ruining your life You're ruining your sister's life So he's he's, he's a prisoner He's a prisoner in yeshiva And every night He hears some, somebody getting up and saying There's nothing that's more beautiful than being in yeshiva And he feels he's behind bars And he, he doesn't know what to do Because what kind of a rush am I If I leave yeshiva Then my sister's not going to get yeshiva That's what the parents told him so I told him, your sister's not going to get a shidduch. I said, go back to tell your parents that 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 God exists. There's such a thing as God. Remember, God. That's why you get Gla kosher. That's why that's why you know, only buy Shom bakery. That's why you that's why you know you're worried about getting the uh, the nicest shaykel in town because of God. Remember him. So tell tell your parents that God will get a shidduch for your sister. You don't have to ruin your life. But you understand the lachats that kids feel lachats it's, it's heartbreaking. All ruchnis. Ruchnis. Again, you don't tell a fourteen year old you're not you not feeling too good? Well you should leave Yeshiva. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm a I, gotcha bit a fourteen year old's a baby you have to you have to find a, a way to like somebody's nineteen, twenty years old. Well, look, what do you want from him? Twenty years so he's wasting time. He's wasting time. So the yeshiva could say that they have two hundred and thirty students. And the Gavir goes into the yeshiva at nine o'clock in the morning and he says, I just gave I gave you half a million dollars. You told me that 230 Talmudim in the yeshiva It's nine it's nine thirty in the morning, I see four. <laughs> <laughs> go into this man. Go to this matters. nine o'clock in the morning. What happened? I, I just gave you made it at the dinner, you said a whole thing, you showed pictures. Hundreds of Talmudim, hundreds of Talmudim. I know a guy that did that, by the way. In the most famous yeshiva in America. Years ago he went in. They were bothering him, he was a Gavir and they were bothering him for money, they're hacking him for money and he went and took a trip and never thought he would go so far away from the from his neighborhood and he went to the to the yeshiva and he walked in there and because he, he asked him the thing what time does it say to begin every day what's the schedule and the, and the yeshiva told him nine o'clock in the morning he walked in at nine o'clock in the morning with a clipboard and paper and he was writing down things and and the uh, and he told me that even the Mashgir wasn't there. <laughs> and the Mashgir came in, so the Mashgir said, Oh, Mr. Solon, oh, Mr. Solon, what are you, what's the matter? Everything okay? It's nice to see you. You want to learn? What are you writing? He said, No, I'm just, I'm just writing. I want to see how many, and I'm taking down some of the names. And I'm writing down who the people that are here. because he well, when, when they came to tell me about the Yeshiva, they told me there were like 3,000 guys here, and it starts 9 o'clock in the morning. And he said, he said this, is, he, said, he said he counted around 28, 29 guys. At nine o'clock in the morning. He's just not getting a penny from me. Not one penny. Oh, he's tough. You know? So they tell, Why? it's coming. The wife doesn't let this that, the, 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 the. You tell that to a gvir, right? You know, nobody tells them. You tell that to some guy that owns a bank. And my wife didn't let me come to this meeting. You know, That never happens. Only for Kharusa. My wife didn't love me. I had to take out the garbage. The kid's nose was running. The chavrusha, you know, but it never happens. When it comes to meeting the president of the of the uh, of the World Bank, nobody ever said I couldn't. I'm sorry, I got here an hour late because my wife, you know, my kid's nose was running. By <laughs> you know, my chavrusa, all kinds of money things you never thought of. You know, when you were a student in school, chavrusha, all kinds of crazy things. So somebody, Mr. Bacha, told me that that. Uh, that she was so proud that her, that her husband was finally got a chavusa with her friend said she comes into the room they're supposed to be learning in the house they're not there and she hears some talking and she says, she goes where are they? and she says that they're under the sink there was a pipe, something was wrong. He said to the Kabusa, I'm having a problem with my pipe. And the Chavusa says, yeah, I had the same thing. And she says, she comes to the room, then she doesn't know what's going on. There's like a boss call. She sees the Gemara's on the table, and she doesn't know where are they. And they're all under, under the sink. there during Kabusa. There's no other time, the whole day and night. They have one hour to learn. And, the, and say, it's sadly, they to helping, it's helping with this thing during that hour. They just want to be a Gemara. It's a lot. It's a pressure. Everything's like this, especially now. For a person to feel any pressure now, if somebody says to you, "How are you?" He says, oh, it's too much pressure. Don't ask me such questions. People feel like now crazy laches for everything. There's such laches. So if a person's is Yiddishkeit is with laches, Yiddishkeit is with laches. So then it, it takes away the whole you, that Hashem is supposed to give him. Hashem is supposed to give a person a feeling of. Of of Simchas of that I that i connected to the Shalom, it takes away from them that. So they, then they don't want to they don't want to learn for the, for so many years. You have guys that don't want to open up a Gemara for twenty years until they open up a Gemara they had it, for why? Because it wasn't developed properly in a healthy in a healthy way. I'm not saying I wouldn't know how to do it if I would be a Shiva. I don't know how, I don't know how to do that, but but you can't force a person to be something that he's not. That's just it doesn't work. So the lachats itself. So you can have a bentar that says, "I want to be a bentar," and he means it. But the way of doing it is with is not the correct way of doing it. It takes away his holiness. It being a good But When a person knows, that's what he says over here. She says she's Kadmus In a you don't have to go right away to the good. You don't have to right away be a Tamar Chachman be a It Doesn't. Me you were good. Then your avoid is normal, slowly. It's a bisluch. It's a bisluch. The whole derech al is, if you, it, it, what what was Chaim Shmalevich? The chazanis, they were all screaming about the derech al But still, the yeshivas go on. What are you doing sitting on, on, on 12 blot the whole year? 13 blot? To tell some, to, you're telling some 16 year old kid that he's got to be like a big lamdan. Why aren't they living 70, 80, 90, 100 blot? All of it creates lachets. Because only the three sharpest kids in the class can hop, right? And what happened to the other 20? If you'd be learning in the Masech, the other, the other 20 would be learning a Masech of Shas, and feeling great about themselves. So they're three very brilliant kids, so they have a Gishmak, and the other 20 are lost. What kind of Baruch Halima is that, to learn three, four, five man? And to put like in each sughya, where you know, sometimes you're in the sugya and you're getting lost in the sugya, and the kid says, forget I'm I'm done with this sugyi. the suya. The is going on for another month. You have the Rebbe sitting on taisis for a month, and the kid was lost after an hour, right? So he sits there looking at the taisis, and looking at the Rebbe. The Rebbe calls on him, No, what's the chat is? He says something, and, No, that's not it, you're not listening. What do you want from that kid? If the yeshiva would be learning up to He's 16 years old. Learn, learn 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 Learn Shaz. Then if it doesn't go so well on that Taishas, that's okay. He's got another Taishas, and he goes right there. The whole Meseas of him being a depends on this Taishas, and he doesn't happen and finished. And he loses his Cheshik, and then the Rebbe says something bad to him, and he's finished. This is what clicks off. We don't know exactly when it happened with these guys when someone presses the button and it says off. What kind of way is that to learn? to learn to, uh, for uh, Bokha 16 years old to sit with him for a long time on one thing and not to go right and he feels such a pressure because I'm in this sugi and, if I don't, and I can't make heads or tails because it's a whole long complicated thing Yeshuism, I can't figure it out So look, he, he's prisoner of that sugi it's terrible he's imprisoned in that sugi and if it would be finished with that sugi, go, oh, and go on, Morgama, Nugamar, it's finished. Something new and finish himself if he would feel happy. No, they lock him up in that jail of that taisis for two weeks, he's locked up in that jail. So what about the other kid, the kid that can talk and understand den like that on such a level? So make it okay, so put all of them into one yeshiva. I don't know what it was the hate so. But the regular guys, they're not holding by that. They get crazy. You know how he's sitting on one taisis for two weeks, you go out of your mind and the Thais is not even explaining the Pshat and the Gemara <laughs> after all that you still don't understand the Gemara and the Thais is talking about fourteen different places in Shaz which you'll never ever get to the, your whole life <laughs> She's, and the half of the morning right, what are you doing at home you're looking up, there's some of the Thais is brought in brought something in my cotton, I don't even know how to spell my cotton you look at my cotton, I never learn it your whole life, you look at my cotton, what's this Gemara? What? You can't understand Tysus without learning Mike Cotton. You never saw Mike. You don't know what Mike Cotton means. You don't know what it's about. You have to try to figure out Mike Cotton. So then you're spending an hour, and then the Rebbe says, "You're not prepared, Fisher. What's the matter? You don't understand Taisers. What do you say? I don't understand Tysus says something about the Gemara Mike Cotton. I don't know what that's about Mike Cotton. In order to learn that, I thought maybe I could just read fast one line, but I can't. I got I have to learn that whole Amud in my Cotton because there's a whole background to the, to that Gemara. And I, it took me an hour just to figure out my cotton. That's an average guy in yeshiva. doesn't know what it says, dude. So the guy that's very sharp, everything's still t- t- he's got f- five minutes, and he's in the shear and, and the rest of the guy's sitting there. what am I doing over here? And during, uh, for, 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 for three weeks on this tesis, I I'm talking to boys about these things all the time. That they're going out of the kala. They don't know what to do. And if they leave, I should for their sister. That's the nice. So, what am I, went to my Russia? I'm going to ruin my sister's life. So, they're stuck. Stuck. You know, you can walk into any of this and in 10 seconds, you look around, you could touch up who the prisoners is. Who, who are the prisoners? Who are the ones that are free? Just look around. 10 seconds. You can see prisoner, prisoner, free. Prisoner. <laughs> prisoner, prisoner. 10 seconds. You can see it. The, 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 the and all of those guys that are prisoners can be big b'nai Torah, big b'nai Torah. But they're struggling to just breathe. And they're dreaming about getting to the bed, back to the bed in the dormitory. That's all they're dreaming about, to get to the bed. Or Ben Azman, when they go Meshuggah with oil Hazar. Ben benazmanim, ben crazy. I gotta go here, I gotta get this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this, I gotta get anything, just away, away from the yeshiva, the whole life of the yeshiva. Get me out of here. So they could fresh Ben Azmanim on stuff. Just to get away. <clears throat> this is what the Avayda Hashem right has to be with a Seder, with a beginning with Seich. It's a B'sluch, to move in a healthy and, and, and normal way. I will continue.